Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800 247 3051. 800 247 3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org, or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now here is our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Man can go to heaven if he has peace with God from Romans 5.1, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And Colossians 1.20, as we already said, having made peace through the blood of his cross by him to reconcile. So we had a memorial service here yesterday for Dawes. And I said, Dawes used to sit right over there. And I said, Gordon used to sit there next to Irene. Of course, where else would he sit? And Jim used to sit up, stand up there. And I said that this room is kind of like a bus stop, and we're all waiting for the bus. And a bus pulls up, and someone's name is called, and then they get in the bus, and that person's no longer with us in the bus stop. Where's he gone? On the ladder, to heaven. So a ladder is seen from heaven in this picture to earth. Speaks of the Lord Jesus Christ who came from heaven to earth. A ladder is seen as from earth to heaven. That speaks to us of prayer, in Revelation 8, 4, the smoke of the incense, which came with the prayers of the saints, ascended up before God. That speaks to us of praise. Hebrews thirteen fifteen. by him therefore let us offer the sacrifice, the offering that rises up, of praise to God continually, the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. Why is a ladder needed? Why do we need a ladder? Between heaven and earth, because there's a separation between heaven and earth because heaven is closed, because communication has been cut off, because contact with heaven has been stopped. What caused that? Isaiah 59.2 tells us, but your iniquities have separated between you and your God. Your sins have hid his face from you. He will not hear. See, the contact's been lost. The communication has been gone because your iniquities, your sins. So what's the latter do? reestablishes the contact. The latter brings Jacob in contact with heaven. The latter reconciles Jacob to God. The latter establishes communication between Jacob on earth and God in heaven. The latter is like a mediator. The latter is like a reconciler between sinful man and heaven, like we talked about in John 151. The latter has a mediator at the top, the Lord. Who is that? 1 Timothy 2, 4, and 5. The Lord, speaking of the Lord, who will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. The latter has an object at the bottom of it. Who's that? Jacob. He's there teaching us that Jacob is the object of God's mercy and attention below. Now let's consider the next phrase. Behold, the ladder set up on earth. See, this was a ladder that was set up. 
See, this is not a ladder that Jacob saw. Oh, look, there's a ladder over there. I'll just go run and get that ladder and I'll set it up. You know? No, when he saw it, it was already set up. Who set it up? God. This was God's intention to set up a ladder on earth. And that's why the ladder is called the ladder that's set up. See, in Psalm 68, 20, it says, he that is our God is the God of salvation. And unto the Lord God belong the issues from death. Isaiah 46, 13, God talked about setting up this ladder. He says, I bring near my righteousness. It shall not be far off. My salvation shall not tarry. I will place salvation in Zion for Israel, my glory. See, Isaiah 12, 2, behold, God is my salvation. I will trust, not be ashamed. The Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also is become my salvation. Now it says, it makes a point here in this passage to say, the top of it reached to heaven. That's a great word, reached. Boy, it's terrible to have a ladder that's too short. I have some of those. Haven't fallen off it yet. If I do, you can attend my memorial service. Uh, But the top of it reached all the way to heaven. It reached all the way up there. And God wants there to be a ladder that reaches all the way to heaven for man to reach God. It didn't fall short of heaven. It reached all the way to heaven. The ladder was not too short. The ladder reached from earth to heaven. John 1.14, the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. We beheld his glory. Glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The ladder speaks of the Lord's incarnation. Behold a ladder, Philippians 2, 6 through 8. Who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God, made himself a ladder, made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Again, one God, one mediator, 1 Timothy 2, 5 the man Christ Jesus. Now we see the second, wow, Kate, wow, behold, verse 12, the angels of God ascending and descending. Where have we seen angels before in Genesis? Where'd we see some angels? Garden of Eden, right? Preventing man from, man is now sinful. Worst thing that can happen to man, he lives forever in his sinful state like the demons and Satan. Don't touch that tree of life. So it got some angels to keep him back. Say it? The birth of, okay, birth of Jesus I was talking about in Genesis. In Genesis, remember the two angels that came to Sodom at evening? And Sodom sat in the gate in Genesis 19.1. See, verse 12, but in verse 12, I mean, how do you picture angels? You know, you, you think angels of hovering, you know, wings flapping like hummingbirds over your head, you know? <laughs> They're not hovering and flapping and flying here. They're ascending and descending down this ladder. The word for angels here is malak, malak. And to see what this word means, we have to look at Genesis 32, 3 and 6, and I'll show you. And Jacob sent messengers before him. Jacob sent malakim, malak, to Esau, his brother, unto the land of Seir, the country of Ed, and commanded them, saying, Thus shall you speak unto my lord Esau, the servant Jacob saith thus, I have sojourned, sojourned with Laban stayed there until now. I have oxen, asses, flocks, men's servants, women's servants. I sent to tell my Lord that I might find grace in thy sight. And the messengers, the malakim, the malak, 
the messengers, not to be confused with Mazek. That's not what it says. It's Malak. The messengers returned to Jacob, saying, We came to thy brother Esau, he cometh to meet thee for him. So here Jacob has a very important message to send to Esau. He's returning from being with Uncle Laban, and he's got animals and servants, and he's sending to Esau a present, and he's asking Esau, can you bury the hatchet? And Jacob sends messengers, and those messengers then return with information for Jacob, that Esau's coming with 400 men. He's so happy to see you think for in a minute. In both cases, the messengers in Genesis 32 are the term malak, which is the same word used for angels. So we call them angels. We might as well call them messengers from the Hebrew. And the concept between the malak or the angel is the same concept as behind a prophet. A prophet. Angels are messengers of God. Prophets are messengers of God. As a matter of fact, one of the prophets was named Malak. Who was it? That's it. Malachi. Malachi, it means my prophet, God says. As a matter of fact, in the book of Malachi, God introduces his prophet to Israel. He says, I want you to meet my prophet, he says in Malachi 1.3.1. Behold, I will send my messenger. That's Malachi. Malachi. That's what it is. Behold, I will send my Malachi. He said, Behold, I will send my messenger. He shall prepare the way before me. The Lord whom you seek suddenly come to his temple, so forth. So this is is what we, we need to keep in mind. When we think of angels, they are messengers from God. And we see how they were made. They were made to be this way. It says in Hebrews 1, 7, The angels, he saith, who maketh his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. See, angels are spirits that God has made to be his ministers. Angels are spirits, and they're not seen unless a person has his eyes open to see them, like Jacob did on this night. And as Elijah's serv- Elisha's servant did in 2 Kings 6.17, 2 Kings 6.17, where it says, And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened to the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire, round about Elisha. See, that's the time there's a whole army that had come out against Elisha, and God sent his angels to protect Elisha, but his servant couldn't see them. And there were many angels, but he couldn't see them because his eyes weren't open. And so Elijah's servant thought, we're all alone out here. We're all alone. We're going to be annihilated by this great army. And Jacob thought, I'm all alone out here in this desert. But Jacob was far from being alone because there was a whole host of angels with Jacob, but he couldn't see them until God opened his eyes. And then Jacob understood, I'm not all alone out here. There's many angels out here with me, but he didn't know. And that's what angels do. They watch over and they protect God's people, as stated in Psalm 91, verses 11 and 12, for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways they shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. See, Satan and his demons, they are over us, and they would like to destroy us. But God has given his angels charge over us to keep us. Angels also refresh. They renew, and that can be seen in the life of the Lord Jesus. When After he was fasting for 40 days, and he went through a horrific series of temptations, from the devil. he was. If he wasn't tired before, he was absolutely gone, wasted, exhausted. 
And the angels came and ministered to him in Mark 1.13. And he was there in the wilderness 40 days, tempted of Satan, and was with the wild beasts, and the angels ministered unto him, Mark 1.13. We also saw the Lord exhausted to the point where his sweat drops were blood in the Garden of Gethsemane. He was in prayer. He was asking the Father for some other way for him to go other than the cross to die for our sins. It was very traumatic. And it says in Luke twenty-two forty-three, twenty-two forty-three, and there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. Now, we're really curious about angels. I mean, who wouldn't be? And we learn about angels, and we're always going to want to, well, what does that mean about angels? And there's a passage that tells us a lot about angels in Matthew 28, 2 through 7, where it's about the resurrection, where it says, there, behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven, came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning, his raiment white as snow, and for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the women, fear not ye, for I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here. He is risen, as he said. Come and see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall you see him. Lo, I have told you. So, you know, can't, anyway. so there we see how this angel came from heaven, did a great act. Angel descended from heaven, came real back to the door. There we see that his face had, was lightning and clothes of the white as snow. There we see he comforted, fear ye not. There he had knowledge about man. I know that you seek Jesus. There he told them, he told them what they didn't know. He's not here. There he led and guided them. Come and see. There he gave commandments. Go and tell. There he told what to expect. There you shall see him. Now we also see angels at the empty tomb. In John 20, 11 through 13, it says, But Mary stood without at the sepulcher weeping, and as she wept, she stooped down and looked in the sepulcher, and seeth two angels in white sitting, the one at the head, the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. And they say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? She saith unto because they've taken away my Lord. I don't know where they laid him. See, there we see the angels guarding the empty tube. There we see the angel asking question. Why weepest thou? So now, in Psalm 103.20, we learned about angels, where it says, Psalm 103.20, Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. We see their angels have strength, we see angels do God's commandments, and we see angels respond to his voice. Probably angels look at us and say, I respond to his voice, why don't you? So the role of angels is summarized in Psalm 103.21. Bless ye the Lord, ye his hosts, his ministers of his, that do his pleasure. Angels simply do God's pleasure. Now in verse 12, we see that angels are not just sitting there, but they're ascending and descending. That's interesting. They're not just there. They're not stationary. They're going up and down the ladder. And that's all Jacob sees. You know, he doesn't hear anything. Just sees these angels going up and down and up and down and up and down. A lot of angels. How many? Don't ask me. Many. Up and down the ladder. How come they don't crash into each other? It's a wide ladder. Anyway, they're not saying anything. They're not carrying anything to and from Jacob. They're just going up and down the ladder. There's a message in that. 
God had that. That's a meaning behind that fact that the angels are just going up and down the ladder. Why did God have those angels going up and down the ladder? Why did God have Jacob see those angels going up and down the ladder? What's the message that God wanted to send to Jacob and to us by having these angels be seen as just going up and down? They're descending. Message from the angels descending is that God is sending from heaven to man. What has God sent from heaven to man? First and foremost, the Lord Jesus Christ, the word became flesh. He came down from heaven to earth. Second, the word of God came from heaven to earth. Isaiah 55, 10 to 11. For as the rain cometh down, the snow from heaven returneth not there, there watereth the earth, maketh the board forth and grow, give seed to the sower, bed to the sower. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. Where's his mouth? In heaven. It shall not return to me void. Where's it going? Down to earth. But it shall accomplish that which I please. What else? From heaven to earth, the Holy Spirit. In John 14, 26. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things, bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have sent unto you. So Holy Spirit comes from heaven to bring us comfort. The Holy Spirit comes down from heaven to teach us and to bring back to our memory what the Lord Jesus has said to us in his word. Then we have the picture of the angels ascending. Angels are ascending also. What message is there of that? What does man send from earth to heaven? Man sends from earth to heaven prayers. They're heard in heaven. Daniel uh, 10, 12, it says about Daniel, 10, 12. Then he said unto me, fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and chasten thyself before God, thy words were heard. Thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. Where did he come from? From heaven. Where were the words heard? From in heaven. See, Hebrews 4, 16. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. How do we come to the throne of grace? From earth to heaven. Our praise and our thanksgiving is from earth to heaven, ascending. Hebrews 13, 15. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise continually, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Then there is just this phrase, ascending and descending, ascending and descending. We looked at ascending, we looked at descending, but just this scene, they're going up and down and up and down, this constant, they're looking at us, this constant, the scene, what does that mean? Ascending and descending. That's a message where the angels are going up and down like that. They're ascending and descending. Ascending and descending. There is constant communication between heaven and earth. Ascending and descending. There's constant correspondence. And the angels are like couriers bringing God's reports. Ascending and descending. They're constantly carrying back to heaven what is being thought about on earth so that God can judge and give orders Ascending and descending, they're constantly carrying back to earth advice from God for what man should do. Ascending and descending, they're constantly enacting decisions of God back to earth. Ascending and descending, I'm getting tired doing this. (laughs) They're not resting day or night from service. It doesn't say, behold, some of the angels were taking a break. They get a break every two hours. They have to rest 15 minutes. doesn't say that. They don't get a lunch break. They're not sitting down. 
Psalm 121, 3 and 4. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. See, ascending and descending. They ascend. They give an account of what's been done, of what man has done, of what man's thinking about. Descending, they receive orders. They descend. They execute the orders they've received. See, this this is very important. Ascending and descending indicates that there is a dynamic interaction between heaven and earth. The ascending and descending shows that all through our lives, there is this continual cycle of God puts a situation in front of man. Man thinks about what to decide to do. His thoughts are carried back up to heaven. God counsels man and advises man on what to do. God's counsel and advice comes back down. Man decides what to do. The decision goes back up to heaven. God gives his last counsel and his last advice before man carries out that decision. That comes back down. Then man does it. That goes back up. God considers what man has done. And God judges and decides what to do next. That comes down. That's ascending and descending. God does his work gradually. And by steps, the angels serve all of God's purposes and designs. And that's the way life is. None of this, you know, God has decided everything's going to happen. It's an ascending and descending. So God's at the top of the ladder. He's making decisions. He's directing what to do next in response to what man has decided to do and has done. And there's no second causes. But all the glory goes to God at the top of the ladder. Jacob thought he was all alone in the desert, but he had invisible guests. And all the time with him, these angels were ascending and descending the ladder. They're messengers of God ascending as the invisible companions of Jacob the wanderer and reporting to God about Jacob the wanderer and mediating the prayers of Jacob the wanderer, and then descending as the heavenly guardians of Jacob the wanderer, and carrying out, enacting God's will in regard to Jacob the wanderer. So Jacob may have been made to wander from verse 10 there when he left from his father, Isaac, but he did not wander from his heavenly father, God, angels, ascending and descending on him. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the angels that you send, Lord, to take care of us and help us to be conscious of the fact that our thoughts are being reported to God, that our intentions and decisions are being reported to God, as well as our acts. And help us, Lord, to be conscious of the descending part of that ladder and listen, Lord, to your counsels and your advices to us In Jesus' name, amen. Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook 
And you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org to sign up for his daily devotional verse. Now, Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestoration.org. Or you can write Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711-330, P.O. Box 711-330, Santee, California. That's S-A-N-T-E-E, Santee, California, 92071. Or you can email Tom Cantor at Tom Cantor, that's T-O-M-C-A-N-T-O-R, Tom Cantor at friendshipwithgod.org, Tom Cantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Or for more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051, 800-247-3051. Thanks for listening to Friendship with God with Tom Cantor. You're invited to Christmas Under the Stars at the Creation and Earth History Museum in Santee, California, Saturday, December 12th from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. Activities for the entire family, including a live nativity, caroling candlelit museum tours, ornament making, cookie decorating, star exploration, and a special Star of Bethlehem message by guest Paul Taylor. Join us for this family-free Christmas event at the Creation Museum, 619-599-1104 or creationsd.org. Looking for an exciting career in the medical field or biotech industry? Join Scanabody's Biologics, founded by a Christian businessman, Tom Cantor. It's a premier company dedicated to advancing patient care and serving the community of San Diego. Scanabody's has global operations and over 700 employees and growing. And if you have a heart for people and a desire to join a leading biotech company, call us 619-258-9300, 619-258-9300, scanabodies.com, that's scanabodies.com.